0: Good evening, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us. You join us on a day of tumultuous uh, changes across the board, managerial changes which have rocked the core of this club. Uh, we, will of course, we will of course start with the most important stories. Michael Jolly has joined Barrow and will be facing us on the 26th of January. Uh, we will get more of that information as well as it comes in, uh, but we wish Michael all the world best and success on that, except on the 26th of January when he'll most likely get three very easy points. But other than that, we have to talk about a few other issues. Ian Holloway has left the club uh, and has resigned himself we're going to go through a couple of the statements uh but before we do that i'll introduce everyone on the panel you can tell it's a big one because everyone's come on uh henry is here henry how are you you're reading the first statement second one
1: uh, i'm not good alex how are you
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah wrapping's done uh, <laughs> that's all i can say and then uh third one we have got bruce bruce is has uh, drawn the short straw well maybe the long straw and not doing a really long one how are you bruce um um disturbed alex Disturbed. <laughs> and then Ian in his Barcelona shirt, he's already already decided to give up the ghost and has left and he's now following uh, the, the club of Catalonia.
2: I thought I would just try and find a club that have got more political
0: intrigue going on than town at the moment. That's very true. Uh, and then Tom is over in Wales. He is no longer... Am I the only one in tier four in this podcast? Uh,
1: until Saturday.
0: Until no, we're Saturday. in like... Total lockdown. All right, okay, fine. Yeah. So I'm glad to join you all. Tom, how are you? I'm all right. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Well, let's start it. So it started on a quiet Christmas Eve Eve. as everybody so coolly calls it uh, Ian Holloway came out around nine o'clock to say to all the fans with a heavy heart that I'm announcing my resignation of Grimsby town football club. New wannabe owners are hovering over GTFC and John has told me he is selling his stake in the club. So it's time for a fresh start across the board for this great club. As I said, recently I tend to be fully honest with you, the supporters contact was made by the owners to me on several occasions before takeover, which I felt was inappropriate and told them as such, this is the key, factor in my decision why the relationship between the incoming new owners board and manager is so so important it needs to be strong for a club to succeed and we get we got off on the wrong footing therefore that relationship will be strained from the off which is bad for the club this is a club that, if everybody has its best interests at heart, can progress onwards and upwards. That is their challenge. That is their honour. I sincerely wish them all the best going forward and implore them to communicate regularly and openly with the fans. For a myriad of reasons, often on the pitch, I feel it feels like we didn't get a fair crack together and I take my uh, take me fair sh- me share of the blame too. Uh, I hoped that for this to be a long, serious relationship, but it hasn't worked out that way. And that saddens me. I wish you every bit of success. The fans deserve it. God bless. And then after Bruce had called me, and I'm totally unaware of it, uh, the tr- uh, the club then obviously came and followed up. The most of the most of the concern was around the fact that not only had Hollyway left, but there was confirmation that John was selling his shares. What did the club say, Henry?
1: Uh, sorry, I was just distracted by Tom necking his bottle of beer, which I think sums up our entire mood at the minute. Is it Doc's uh, beer? <laughs> I don't know. I've already drunk my delightful Doc's beer. It was Ooh. very nice. There's some sponsorship for you, Alex. That was very smooth. Thank you. Um, So nine hours ago, club statement number one, the second of five statements today related to GTFC. um, It is with great sadness and disappointment that Ian Holloway has made his intentions absolutely clear that with John Fenty agreeing to sell his shares, he does not want to remain at the club without progressing with the people that he came here to work with. The board and Ollie had a joint vision First, to improve the league position, secondly, to deliver top class training facilities and finally by relocation to a new community stadium. It has been a difficult year for obvious reasons, which invariably affected all clubs, some worse than others. The club, albeit prematurely, will prepare to move on to a new chapter and would like to put on record its thanks to Ian and Kim for committing themselves to our vision and wish them both the very best for the future. A lot to dissect in that one in a minute. I feel.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then the trust followed up for Bruce. What did they say? Mine's a little bit shorter and snappier than that.
3: It's entitled Ollie. We are disappointed to learn today of Ollie's resignation as manager. We would like to thank him for the way he embraced the fans and the club, and for his understanding of just what it means to us all. The Mariners Trust fully respect the reason for his decision, but remain of the view that a change of ownership is in the best outcome for the long-term future of the club. We wish, Ollie all the very best for the future, the Mariners Trust board.
0: Ian, your turn. Then it followed up.
3: Yep,
2: so it was followed uh, by Chutes, Stockwood and Pettit, as like many fans, we reacted with surprise and disappointment when we heard of Ian Holloway's resignation earlier this morning through social media. We would like to clarify to all concerned that none of us have ever had any contact with Mr Holloway. Several weeks ago, we did make it clear through a mutual friend that we were very supportive of Ian and that if we were to take over as custodians of the club, we wanted to build a legacy with him in place, which we also communicated to Philip Day in our discussions over the last week. In the meantime, we have had to process the disclosure of a potential investment in the club by Alex May, which surprised us, made us extremely uncomfortable, and created an environment of deep uncertainty surrounding the governance of the club. Despite this background, in the last few days we entered into good faith discussions with Mr Fenty regarding a potential sale of his shares, and he has declined our offer. This involved the consortium paying full value for his shares, and consequently also acquiring shares from any other shareholder who wishes to sell. And the consortium stand behind a club commitment to make a gradual repayment of historic director's loans, conditional on the club achieving certain milestones. We are bound by an NDA with the club, which we respect, and we will therefore not be making any further comment in relation to the background to those discussions. Whilst we've acted at all times in the best interest of the club, we have to step away from further negotiations and give Philip Day the space and time he clearly needs to navigate the Mariners through this turbulent period in the club's history. We would like to place on record our sincere thanks to the Mariners' trust for their willingness to have an open dialogue with us, and we want to wish all the fans a very happy time during the the holiday season and look forward to a black and
0: white 2021. And Tom? to finish us off with your bottle of beer in hand there that may add context to the uh, statement
4: oh drama yes statements <laughs> for goalposts football classic this is a statement from uh, mr day on the official website my attention has been drawn to a statement on facebook by tom shoots jason stockwood and andrew pettit in which they state none of us have had any contact with mr holloway Ian Holloway received two phone calls from Mr. Mark Palmer, who stated that he was speaking on behalf of Mr. Shute's. We are aware that Mr. Palmer acted for Tom Shoots in previous negotiations and due diligence. Ian recorded one of those conversations and it has been heard by the board. Further, Ian Holloway recently received another call at this time from Mr. Dean Holdsworth, who had been asked to speak to him on behalf of Messrs. Shoots, Stockwood and Pettit. As well as director Ian Holloway was an employee of the club, I think that's club sick, and did not consider it appropriate behaviour to go behind the board and approach an employee direct. I think that's supposed to directly. I will be issuing a further statement on the club sale shortly, but for it important that the record should be set straight immediately, as the Facebook statement impugned on the honesty and integrity of Ian Holloway
0: great i'm gonna wrap it up as well because matt newton just uh, put something out which showed what the activity of december was basically so uh, fenty befriended a convicted fraudster the fraudster met with the council the fraudster and fenty start the uh, a business together and then fenty appoints holloway with promise uh, shares will be purchased holloway states fenty goes i go fraudster gets caught at bp fraudster wants to buy shares Board rejects offer after fans find out. Mariners Trust say their hands are tied. Fenty resigns as duty councillor leader. Fraudster and Fenty's business is dissolved. Serious takeover off comes in for takeover of GTFC comes in. Holloway resigns, saying Fenty is selling. Fenty declines takeover. Gentlemen, I don't even know what question to lead with first. Um, do you think Luke Spokes was man of the match yesterday, or do you think it's? Sh- <laughs> Or do you think it should go to someone a bit more uh, a, a bit more uh, experienced in uh, yesterday? Maybe even uh, Harry Clifton for his goal? Uh,
1: McEwen, man of the match, because he didn't let one for his legs.
0: Well done. Good stuff. Well, I mean, where do we even start? So, I'll go to you all. Do you want to sort of sum up what you're all feeling and, and what you're talking about? And then we can probably lead off that, because I don't think questions are needed. Uh, who wants to go first?
1: I'll have a crack. Um, Okay. I mean, it's it's like you said, like, where do you start? Um, For the the start of the day, 9 o'clock, Holloway leaving, I think on the face of it, not overly surprised. Um, I feel like the change of ownership would lead to a change in manager. Um, I think that's been mentioned before. Um, and I think Holloway's even mentioned it in the press before. I can't, I can't confirm that, but I feel like I've read in the Telegraph a while ago that Holloway said, if the owner changes, he would go. Um, I think the thing for me, the the statement by the club, um, reflecting on Holloway leaving, um, sort of, they've said themselves that John Fenty has agreed to sell his shares, so the first question that that raises for me is has that sale now fallen through within the same day or is it that he's agreed to sell it to someone else like i feel i feel like that will become clear in the next couple of days which way that is um also the line ollie had a joint vision to deliver top class training facilities i think raises a lot of questions when we know Who else wanted to help deliver those top-class training facilities? And that got revealed the other week. Um, There's a lot of very, very red flags um, that come from this statement. Um, I feel like if Fenty is here to stay and that the takeover has fallen through and there's no other suitors, then uh, that raises questions itself on why Ollie has left. Um, yeah just there's more questions than answers today and every time something else happens there are sort of 10 more questions that pop up because of it Um, I think the only thing that's certain in my mind is that Fenty is a cancer on this club and it's about time that he clears off and I think until that happens this club is going to sink closer and closer to oblivion um yeah. and t- time is of the essence at this point we need to we need we need change at the top and we need it fast but we need it to be the right people if it if it goes to the other consortium that were touted in 2019 then i think that will be equally as bad as Fenty
0: State yeah absolutely uh any you gentlemen want to wade in on that as well because i know we've all got quite a f- feelings on it yeah ian what do you want to say on it oh sorry bruce you're next <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think um, there's a few things, obviously, to unpack with it. One is, as Henry says, has the agreed sale therefore fallen through in the same day? Um, I think and feel Holloway is essentially using the sale as an excuse to leave. Um, I can understand why the, group, the current board would be disappointed in members of staff being approached, but let's be honest, the manager at any club is pretty key and you would want to know as a prospective owner in the very near future as to um, whether the manager of the club is going to stay. So presumably you would want to know their thoughts in advance before getting to the club and. Um, there was something that was interesting that uh, Philip Day has said in the statement um, that it impugned on the uh, honesty, I think it was, of, uh, of Holloway. Um, but if you remember a, a while ago now, there was a moment in time where um, Mr. Fenty was recorded on the phone to a fan. Um, and essentially there was a lot of sympathy for, for John in terms of him being recorded without, we uh, actually got on last week, I think. Didn't we, we did, yeah, absolutely. But then, has Holloway recorded the representatives of the consortium on the phone to him without their knowledge? Because presumably, um, either there's one of two things: either he's recorded without that person knowing that they're being recorded, and that's then been shared with the board, or the consortium knows that that's been recorded and stand by their statement. And let's be honest: the statement from the club saying. Um, that the Facebook statement is not true. Again, for a club who has, yeah, well, I was just going to say for a club that has used some very, very clever wording in their statements recently, the fact that they haven't picked up on the clever wording by the, um, the three members of the consortium is interesting because they do say a member, somebody acting on our behalf, has been in touch, or a mutual friend, I think, is the exact phrasing that they use. But they do not say that they've been in direct touch, which is what seems to be... Backed up by the statement that's come out from Philip Day, but um, then the interesting thing is just to finalise from there. As I say, is essentially it sounds like Holloway has run away from the from the challenge. He's made a statement six days ago that he's staying until he's told to go, um, and then the first opportunity he's seen to get out, he's he's left and jumped. Why does he feel that he's more happy to work under John Fenty, a gentleman who was bringing on a convicted fraudster amongst other crimes onto the board, but he won't work with um, the three members of the consortium?
0: Yeah, I think that's worth thinking And it's also worth asking you guys, before I go to you, Bruce, Like, wouldn't you expect some sort of back-channel communication with, with a manager if you're preparing to take over a club or looking to take over that club, especially when that manager comes out and says, look, if you come in, I'm gone. Would you not want to, especially if it's a popular manager like Holloway was? Wouldn't you want to to lay, get get a lay of the land and to have a commun- at least have a conversation with him before we before we move on from before we make the move? I don't know what you guys think about that. I thought it was perfectly legitimate to talk to them. It seems it like depends,
1: it, was, it depends a little bit about what they're talking about. I suppose we don't know what went on in those conversations. We so don't know exactly what's been discussed, but. Um, yeah, like generally, if it's just uh, if it's just a quick conversation that look, we're trying to buy the club, we'd support you if we do manage to take it over. If it's nothing more than that, then I feel like that's perfectly reasonable.
0: Absolutely. And Bruce, what were you
3: going to say? I was just going to say this is going to get harder for everybody. I don't envy Tom, as we as we've discussed it more and more. But um, <clears throat> I uh, I thought the idea I rang you about this morning was uh, was a good one, and we'll we'll come back to that at some point. Um, but uh, um, yeah, really, I just wanted to agree with um, with Ian. Really, I don't like the uh, the tit for tat um, amongst this. Um, I just think, like, like as he explained, I just think that basically they've done what they say that they've done, and it doesn't sound like anybody's spoken directly to Holloway. Um, I didn't like, like I say, that seems on seems un, 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 that statement. That whole statement seems unnecessary. Why, why not wait until you can put something out with a bit that's a bit more prepared that covers what you want to say and what's gone on since with the statement that came out afterwards from the consortium saying that the takeover had, you know, had been stalled or had been refused or whatever. Um, And I also agree with Henry that it needs sorting very quickly because let's not forget that there is a team that plays on the pitch that relates, this relates to as well, who are struggling badly.
0: And it's also worth pointing out as well to you guys, and Jack, Jack's gone, uh, uh, the the rumours are that the the players found out on social media today that they weren't told directly by Holloway or by anyone. They found out through the tweet like everybody else. Um, I, 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 that doesn't sit well with me. I hope that rumour isn't true. But if it is, it's been an indictment of the stories that we've been hearing from the club throughout furlough. Isn't it, Ian?
2: It is. I was just going to say, obviously, one of the rumours that I had heard um, from a um, player in the team... And I won't name names, but essentially that a member of the playing squad had said that during uh, the original lockdown, they had heard absolutely nothing from Ian Holloway whatsoever. Now, I appreciate furlough rules means that you're not allowed to contact staff uh, regarding work. But I would certainly have expected some discussion as to just checking that people are okay during that spell. And of course, then that's obviously led on to rumours, strash semi-confirmed information about what's happened with people asking for increased wages on their contracts and things like that as well
0: it's all a sorry state are we um it'd be a good question to ask before we move on to the the, the backroom dealings as well but are you guys unhappy to see Holloway go are you are you surprised are you is it something that you were expecting Ian I, I mean you were obviously Holloway out before before anyone was thinking it. But Tom, what were you? What were you,
4: what have you been thinking about it? And are you sad to see him go? Uh, well, just to go back slightly for a second, I think the whole like sort of tittle tattling thing is gloriously Grimberian, uh, given our recent form. Uh, as you would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> with you know uh, Fenty ringing up forums uh, on on radio humberside and people recording fenty it's just you know the whole thing is is just a shambles but moving on to holloway uh, i have written a piece for Cod Almighty, which sort of goes into um the football inside of things which has also been abysmal um uh his win percentage was, I think if I remember off the top of my head, 29%. Uh, just, just for reference, um, Buckley Part 3 was about 34% and Paul Hurst was about 47% in terms of win percentage. We've committed more fouls than any team in League 2 this season. Uh, we've only Scunthorpe United... And none, of them, and
0: none of them have been any good fouls. I want to see, like... Crashing into a sponsor board sort of fouls. None of this sort of, oh, I've accidentally tripped him.
4: Like, make it count. Yeah, and then with only Scunthorpe United at this point have used more players than us, um, you know, all of this smacks of um, a lack of discipline which should be instilled by the manager, um, a lack of um, direction in terms of the style of play that we're going to play, a lack of a rigid formation. Yeah, you know, we like the Holloway. Lots of people talked about Holloway, sort of instilling in like a sort of. You know, we had that that sort of new manager bounce when he first came in. When we won two games on the trot, one of which was managed by Anthony Limbrick, um, and and then we sort of just went back to what we normally do, which is win one, lose two, draw one, win one. Um, everybody remembers it much more fondly than it actually was because um, we won at Bradford away, which is a bit of a local derby and we beat Scunny away. And there was a lot of fans there. Uh, you know, it, 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 it wasn't, it will not that great. We, he came, he came on to being a manager when we were 15th and by the end of the season, we were 13th. And then this season, I can't remember exactly where we are now. Are we 18th? Something like that. Probably even worse. Like, on the field, it's been crap and all. I'll shut up. Fine by me.
0: Henry, what were you going to add? Are you sad to see him go? Not bothered? All bullshit and bluster? or a lost um, just, to, just to follow Tom up, we were, were 20th at the minute after the Bradford game. Um, no longer any games in hand? Second worst goal difference? Uh,
1: in terms of am I sad to see him go? Um, yeah, I am in the sense that The chopping and changing of managers that we've had under Fenty's leadership has not helped us in the slightest. Um, And I'm all for stability. The best period that we had under Fenty was when we had Hurst there for six years. And it wasn't perfect by any stretch. And it was frustrating a lot of the time. But eventually, he did get us there. Um, Oh. Uh, Sorry, Alex is distracting me. You're going to have to edit that. Um, But in terms of on the field performance, just looking as a football manager, has it been good enough? No, probably not. Um, COVID has affected every single club. And it's fair to say that we've managed it so far as one of the worst clubs in our league. Um, I don't think the recruitment's been good enough. We've lost some key players that we probably could have hung on to if we'd really put some effort in. And as Ian and Tom have mentioned, you know, chopping and changing formations of teams um, wasn't working. But I probably would have still kept him because when he first came in, that spell in the spring um, was probably one of the bright periods that we've had since we've been back in the Football League. Um, And I think sort of if we managed to keep him and remove all of the boardroom drama and give him proper backing, then maybe it might have been a bit different.
0: Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Um, Bruce, you've had your hand up a couple of times. What were you going to say? I was I was pretty much
3: going to say what Henry sort of went on to in the end there, which is why I took it down. But but I I do think that we were on a bit of a roll pre-COVID. And yes, there's been an unprecedented pandemic, but it's the old it's been the same for everybody. Um, But I do feel that we were maybe on to something before it. But the way that we've dealt with it and the way that we've handled it with the contracts and the furlough and everything else has obviously led to the situation that we're in now on the pitch.
0: That's been so smooth there and muting beautifully. Ian, what were you going to say?
2: Um, The the thing I was just going to add, really, and it's kind of echoing a little bit what Henry and Bruce have said in terms of... um, you know, we did have a decent spring. It wasn't amazing, but we had a decent spring. Bearing in mind um, when where the we were, does spring technically just start? Had, uh, February.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Henry December,
2: January. Gen- Come on, Doctor
0: Dr. Dr. Wheatman.
1: Yeah, sort of. I would say mid to late February.
0: Okay. <laughs> we're going on seasonal um, chat. That's where I want. That's the hill I want to die on.
3: This podcast needs more wheat.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> needs more what? Wheat. Oh, right. (laughs) Henry's coming out
3: all 4.20. It's in the the glasses, isn't it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: We we had a decent spring. I think that with a decent board behind him and a decent bit of backing, then yeah, Holloway, you know, he's got a lot of experience at a higher level. My concern from the moment he came in was that I'd always thought of him as being a, a blusterer, basically. Somebody who... Never really had any tactics, but just got people on his side and sent them out to go play, which can be great. But the problem is, at the lower level, like us, you need to be able to set a team up. And anytime he's had a team which is one of the lesser lights, they've always struggled. Um, and then I think that he's basically kept his reputation on the back of being a bit of a, a soundbite and somebody that people like Lad Bible and. Uh, BBC um, Sporf and things like that can quote on Twitter and things, you know, with these comments about Ronaldo and what three points is like for going out and pulling a bird and things like that. And unfortunately, over the last couple of months of this season, it's pretty much been proven to be true. And you can say he's been hampered by board decisions in terms of clauses that have been inserted and dealings with Charles Vernham that we've discussed before and maybe the fact that his budget is quite small and he has had to go to players from the lower leagues. But by the same measure, his first massive mistake was putting himself on that board because then at no point can he turn around and blame the board because you are part of that board, Holloway. It's as simple as that and you've therefore shot yourself in the foot straight away.
0: Just before I go to Tom, I want to say I was very much... Led the Holloway in sort of charge, and I was happy to see him come. It gave, gave, I think, it gave the club a bit of a boost at the time. Um, okay, and uh, apparently Mike Philip Day is going to talk to Mike uh, Mike White uh, in the next thirty minutes. So this podcast is going to be redundant once it's out. Uh, but um, it's, um, but I think at the time, I think I talked to you, Henry, saying, "Look, he's, he's either going to be brilliant or he's going to take everyone down with him," and I think. At least one of the... I think the latter is certainly coming true at the moment.
1: Yeah, and it's a shame. Um, you know, there were a couple of bright moments. Like, I remember Mansfield away feeling pretty good and Colchester away. That was a fantastic win. Orient. You know, there was some... Orion and, and then Scunny away to finish it. And you were thinking... There might be, there might be some brighter sparks, but it all changed with COVID... And what happened with the club and how they handled the COVID crisis over the summer. And and since then, it's just been
0: downhill from there, really. And the only bright sparks was Bradford City's uh, communication manager. Uh, Tom, have you got something you'd like to say?
4: These, uh, these, these great memories, I'm sure they were... Most of the games that have been mentioned, Bradford away, Scunny away, I didn't get to go to, unfortunately. But they're basically figments of people's imagination that things were getting better. Last season, under Holloway, when we went to a a brilliant 13th place finish, uh, we played under Holloway, uh, sorry, we played um, 14, won six, lost five and drew three. It's
0: thirteenth, the highest placing we've been since two thousand and
4: six. Tom, or is, uh, have we finished higher before? I think there was possibly a higher placed finish a few years prior to that, uh, but you know it's irrelevant this season. Played nineteen. League, did you five. say league
0: positioning is irrelevant? I'm just I'm just busting chops really <laughs>
4: Good season so far played 19 won five drawn four lost 10 and that's not even counting the uh four cup games we've lost and the yeah. other one that we drew
0: we we absolutely smashed Harrogate two two yeah we,
4: game, did, wasn't it? we did play we did play well in that particular game but again we didn't get a result. Um, and this season we're not even halfway through the season and we've already lost double the amount of games that we've played right the the lots of people have spoken about it we seem to lack any direction on the field a settled side uh you know it, it, it's not been it, it's not been a great indictment of Holloway's ability as a manager and you look at his recent clubs that he's been at the the reaction from fans of those clubs haven't been great either. It was, it was an appointment which me and Ian were definitely sceptical of at the beginning because he's good for a soundbite, and I think it, it's proved to be that. And not only that, he's proved to be quite niggly in interviews as well. And I know um, John Tonder came out and said that they get on well off the microphone normally, but it's you know it's been a real shame. That is, Do you um, think
0: John Tonder just doesn't have, doesn't have the viewing figures for Holloway to be bothered?
4: Well, definitely not. I mean, fifty five thousand followers on Twitter. He got Resignation on Twitter. He announced his re- resignation on Twitter for a reason, didn't he? Because he knew it would like get people's attention. And he's you know he's he's abandoned a sinking ship to get off lightly. Okay, the board have been really. Um, have dealt with this really badly and have been managing the club really badly for a long time. But Holloway has been complicit in that since his arrival. We only played one pre-season friendly. If you're a manager and your board comes to you and says, oh, by the way, we're only going to play one pre-season friendly. You don't go, oh, yeah, all right then, mate. That's what we'll do. You go, hang on a minute. I'm only going to play one pre-season friendly. No, I don't think so. Do you want me to build a team? title challenging team or a playoff challenging team or do you want to stare relegation in the face it's been absolutely rubbish
0: i mean you really need to get off that fence uh uh yeah Uh, bruce before we go to you we're joined by lloyd as well lloyd how are you yeah good thanks sorry lads i was just playing up a curry that's all right that's no problem um bruce what were you going to say as
3: well I uh, had a quick look at this this morning before, for a tweet that I put out. It's lucky you're all sat down. In 16-17, we finished 14th. 17-18, 18th. 18-19, 17th. And, I, and I'm afraid to say, Tom, that last season, we were actually points per game actually took us down to 15th at the end of the season. We didn't finish 13th. So, unfortunately, it wasn't our highest finish since we t- returned to the league. You'll be sorry glad to hear. Glad to hear it. But that compared, sorry, very quickly, that comparing to our last four seasons before relegation from the league, 15th, 16th,
0: 22nd, 23rd, with a big R next to it. That's all right. <laughs> Lloyd, how are you? You've had a pretty busy day today, I imagine. Talk sport and the and like. What's been your general feelings? You've been sort of leading the charge
5: on this at times. Yeah, I think for, 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 for me... um. I kind of been concentrating on the stuff off the pitch, really, as opposed to the stuff on the pitch, and mainly because I've been privy to a few things and stuff. But I nearly cried earlier. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I genuinely I was with my i was i was in i was in the living room, and I, I got the news um, before it broke that it wasn't going any further. And um, I genuinely nearly cried, and just just knew that this I had an inkling that. Well, I just got a feeling that, that Fenty was just going to be Fenty. I'd be interested to see as to why he won't sell. Whether this was all a cover just to hide the fact that he 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 and May were in bed together. Um, but ultimately, we as fans need to stand up against this. Like and in the numbers. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out what that is. Should know I mean? I don't think I think there's a number of things that I've seen from from tweets today. Whether it's boycotting the club, I'm not entirely sure if that's that's, that's the situation or whether it's kind of trying to get everyone together so it's a, a vote of no confidence on the boards. You know I mean, there's a number of board members that, whether you can overturn that. You know, the, the, Ultimately, we've got a man in, in charge of Grimstown Town Football Club that doesn't care about Grimstown Town Football Club, that doesn't care about the fans. And this is the, the key thing here is Grimstown Town Football Club is not him. It is the fans that put money in week in, week out, that buy the merchandise, that buy the tickets that rallied around to put a war chest together. You know, it is not him. And he needs to go. And he, I mean, it's all right saying he needs to realise he's got to go. He's realised he, you know, he's not wanted. But, you know, he's not called Teflon John for a reason. You know, well, he is called Teflon John for a reason. Sorry, that's what I meant. It doesn't matter, you know, so it's just worrying. And I'd love to hear from him. I, I, I'm bored of these statements from, from Philip day who I held in quite high regards to be fair before all of this I thought of, of all the board members I, you know I kind of independent ones not trust ones I thought he was someone that you know probably uh, could could relate to most and this whole thing and he's on Twitter you know what I mean he's doing a Trump at the moment just going on Twitter and trying to call people out and, and you know saying oh I made this in haste and we need to hear from John. We need to hear from John Fenty as to reason why he's not stepping down. We need to hear as to what he, you know. Obviously, I know they're bound by um, non-disclosure agreements at the at the moment. We need to know as to why he's not willing to sell. What it'll take in order for him to sell, and um, what's it, what what his vision is for the for the next three to five years. He's a majority shareholder. He's the person that is responsible for putting money in this club. If it goes into disarray, we need to know as to why what what he what his plans are. Because there's a consortium. Led by three very able business people who have got a vision, and he's standing in their way. And uh, it's not fair. It's really, it's really, it's really not fair. And um, it's uh, it's it's worrying. Do you know I mean because we're in a position as I, I think I interrupted halfway through, where it's not looking great. You know what I mean, teams around us are, are doing pretty good. You know, bouncing back from being managerless, and uh, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, lads, to be, to be fair.
0: Do you think they, um, obviously, regards to the confirmation that they were selling the shares, do you think it was to that consortium that, that they were selling they've just reneged on that deal this absolutely afternoon? I
5: have no idea. I think it was, and I'm, I'm just writing a piece for Cod for Almighty, which is going through, and it's mad to say this, through a legal team just to make sure I'm not liable because um, Fenty will try and sue me, but I'm absolutely willing to go for it. If he wants it, I'll give it him. Um I I don't know. You just never know with these with the, with these with these statements that he pops out because they just they, they just fend you off. Do you know what I mean? He just gives you little piecemeal things, just keep you away from from, from stuff over a period of time. So I've got no idea as to who, if anyone, who is willing to, to to sell to. But what is so consistent is the inconsistencies that come from Grimsby Town Football Club. You know, Ian Holloway saying John selling his shares, Philip Day saying we're speaking to people and we're open to talks. And, you know, and I've been privy to a few bits and bobs. And then all of a sudden, you know, John's not happy. And whether he's not happy with the, with the loan repayments, as was mentioned in point two of the agreement that they kind of, the, the deal that was offered, whether he wants his benign loan slash um, money that he put into the club because he's a a, a shit um, owner, uh, which is what, it is what it is. Any any other company, you know, you're, if, it, if it was my company on my own, and I'm having to save my company and put more money in. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't. It, yeah, everyone, everyone's aware of that. So I've got no idea as to who who, who is it who's privy to to what really. I just um, I just I'm bored of being lied to by uh, by John Fenty.
0: Have you guys got any questions for Lloyd as well? Or I see a lot of hands up.
5: Chili chicken, actually, if you're wondering, it's a chili chili chicken tikka, chili chicken with mushroom rice i mean it's exactly
0: what you want to do to prep yourself for christmas
4: yeah
0: yeah. has it got any cranberry sauce on it
5: not at all not yet no but some stuffing on the side good stuff um no i've only really got
1: a follow-up comment to lloyd and that is the the benign loan that we've heard about for the last sort of 10 or 12 years has suddenly reared its head and become not very benign at all um if that really is the sticking point then um And what is in the shoot statement is true in terms of offering sort of installed repayments on that loan um, based on club performance. To me, that seems like a pretty bloody good deal. I don't think he's going to get any better anywhere, to be
5: honest. Well, that's that's it. To be fair, it's what else is he expecting from anyone else? Like
1: Who who, who else is going to buy that buy that loan off him? Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, not in any normal business and not in football. Like, who would buy
5: that? No, and that—that's that, the—that's—that's that's the thing that we—he we, he needs to answer. So, I mean, what is he expecting? I mean, what does he—what does he want from a buyer? And and you know, if he, bit... if he
1: if he can't answer that question, then it raises the question: Well, do you actually want to sell, John?
5: Which I think we all know the answer is he doesn't want to sell because that football club gets him in the room for massive conversations for other, other bits and bobs, which if I'm honest, he's been burning his own bridges within the last few weeks. So what why why does he even want to have the club in anymore? Do you know what I mean? Get him back in the dock. It's certainly conversations we've had
0: time and again. Is that those when you look at Northeast Lincolnshire, there are no other institutions as large as the football club apart from probably the council and at the moment, Orsted and Young's. That, co- that owning this football club is going to get you into rooms of meetings and introduced to people within the in the region and with nationally as well that you wouldn't necessarily meet that you would have had the chance to if you weren't owning that football club even if you owned five star fish and and dissolved it but that's that's just how it that's how it is that's how power plays work that's my industry that's what I work in that's what I see day in day out you don't get into those rooms without that and that power comes with a lot of opportunities that get thrown at you. And even if it's just the Gladhounding.
5: sorry to interrupt. Yeah. It's a a really important thing it's 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 one of the largest institutions that gets you in rooms. And also, it's the largest institution in the area where there's nobody above him. Yeah. There's nobody Mm -hmm. anywhere else, any other company, you're answerable to someone. And this is why he stepped down from Northeast Links Council as deputy leader, because he was answerable to people he was in an elected position at Grimsby he's not and that is why he's got away with it for 16 years is because he doesn't have to answer to anyone he should be answering to the fans and that's what he should be doing now and he hasn't done that the Humberston the, the thing the reason why I keep point, pushing on that YouTube thing is
0: because that's exactly what this is the reason in the last couple of days they've put up a three hour long Humberston proms thing from three years ago on the club's YouTube video for, on the videos the, what's the, the conversation will have been around that don't worry lads i'll get the, i'll get you the publicity you need i'll get it thrown at you and that's what that sort of conversation owning a football club helps you with and that's yeah. why that's they're the sort of things that you see that you don't well that's a bit weird that's why uh, in you've got your hand up what would you like to ask because i'm going to throw myself into some litigious situations in a minute
2: I'll be honest, I wasn't strictly going to ask. It was more just to kind of go back to something we said last week and just really kind of backing up what Lloyd's just been saying. We said last week that pretty much everything John has ever done in terms of communicating with the fans has been holding us in contempt, essentially, and been very arrogant towards us as fans. As I've mentioned, I've had personal calls with him myself and I don't want to go into them again because we know the background on those. But essentially, every single thing he's done, he feels that he is better because of the position that he holds. And I think I would go along exactly with Lloyd. There was two things I considered. One was, does he think he can get a better deal elsewhere? But then, with a club of 16 years' worth of failure, currently no manager, a poor staff let's be honest it's <clears throat> talking in purely business terms the players are staff and we don't have the staff to compete where we are at the moment as is evidenced by our league position and we're potentially going through that non-league trapdoor again at what point does he think he'd be able to get a better offer is he not happy with the loans being repaid um for certain targets being met by the new consortium but also not just that i literally think it is that he wants to be on the board still because it gets him into certain conversations it's pretty obvious to me that he's used his position with the club to benefit his political career to try and get himself into that position as um, deputy uh, leader of the council locally I'm Forgive me the terms up then his positions might be slightly wrong, but I think you know where we're talking about. And then also his leader's regeneration. He's essentially been trying to generate his personal income through the back door because of the additional knowledge that he's had of things going on. And he knows that having had to step down from the council, the other position he's got is Grimsby town. He doesn't hold any major positions other than on his own companies. <laughs> um, that, basically he needs to hold on to the positions within the club to get himself into those conversations to keep himself in this position of i'm going to say faux power that he wants to hold
0: thanks for that ian i didn't want to do any work after this uh, <laughs> i'll just chop that up i'll make it fine don't worry no one will be not perfectly
2: fine i was careful
5: <laughs> as much as possible that. Can I? On, yeah. on, on ian's point I got I got a tweet today from someone saying that's a problem with you, Lloyd. You always make it political. Just stick to football. And I replied saying, "Yeah, but the, the current owner of the football club is a a Tory politician. Do you know what I mean? So as soon as when it, when he's gone, then I can then, then I'll get back to football. And I think it is politics. Do you know what I mean? It's famously, I'm, I'm, well, maybe I know this, but the, the, the other people do don't. Um, I think, you know, the the links that Tom Shoots had with the Labour Party and certain members in the Labour Party, I think John can't get his head around that. I mean, I think John handing over the club that he's had for however many years to a Labour supporter, I genuinely think he he loves the Tory party. John Fenty loves the Conservatives more than I think he loves the football club, than, than frozen fish, than potentially family. Do you know what I mean? Like he loves the Tory Party so much. I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to take Martin Vickers' place in the next uh, in the next election. Like he he loves the Tories so hard. And I, look, if you've got a political al- alignment, that's absolutely fine. But don't use the football club as a pawn in this piece. And Imagine I think him- how yeah, well, yeah sorry.
0: Look, think about how that would damage his ego. Conservative councillor, potential MP. Doesn't make a success of that football club, hands it over to someone with links to the Labour Party, has that sort of sort of uh, socialist agenda or socialist out view on, like makes it a success, is loved by the fans, uh, even if it's just initially, and and puts them somewhere else. That's for a
5: man with an ego like John Fenty. Yeah. That's got to work. Yeah, and also what what is insane that is that, well, again, I don't you know I don't want to turn this into political, but like. I don't think any of the three that are, want to come in have any desire to be an MP for anywhere in particular. Um, and again, it's just, there's too much conflict of interest with his role as owner of Grimmstown Football Club and the politics in which, you know, he, he's, he's, he's around. And uh, it's, um, it's just sad to the people that have, you know, <laughs> there was no apology last week when he stepped down. That was insane, wasn't it? He just yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'm stepping down," and then the the last three sentences. It was like a love letter to the Tory party. Do you know what I mean? He was just saying, "Oh God, the concerts are so good; they're going to do so well." Do you know what I mean? And and you just think, "Why are you apologising to anyone?" And, and this is what the th- he, like he when he when he goes, and I firmly believe he will go. I just don't know when he will go. He will never apologise to the Greenswood Town fans for what he's done over the last sixteen years and how he, this is this has been dealt with, which says everything really
0: yeah the, and the, the,
1: it's 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 like the statement with um about about may being involved there's there's never been any apology about the fact that they've tried to get in bed with a fraudster at all has there you know the nothing, nothing. the, the state the statement said oh yeah it's what a shame that there's been a change in circumstance but the only change in circumstance was um was the fact that we knew about it
5: and he's basically just gone you, now he's not here you're not going to get your community training center are you go, So. Well done, Grimsby Town fans. You've, you've buggered this one up again. He's like, oh, mate, leave it out, will you, absolute gnome? Tom, what did you want to say?
4: Well, I want to move on, to be honest with you, because um, it's boring, isn't it? Like, we all know uh, Fenty is, let's face it, a bit of an arse. Uh, nobody likes him, and uh, we do care. Uh, like but him. what I'd actually like to um, talk about is what we want from a new board because that's obviously where what we're all aiming for. Uh, and I'd just like to put forward my partial manifesto, which obviously this is this is for television, not for radio. I've got a list to look, everybody. Um, so I, I, I'm just going to basically ramble on here. Feel free to interrupt, but I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine things that I'd like to mention that I'd like to see the new board do. Feel free to jump in after that. So firstly, I mentioned this on... <laughs> firstly, I mentioned this on Twitter the other day. I'll, I'll, I'll rattle through them as quick as possible. Uh, I'd like to see the formation of a regional supporters club. So people who live outside of Lincolnshire. You know, I, I grew up... as was born in Grimsby, but grew up uh, just outside Skegness. So you know, within like less than an hour's drive of Skeg. So people basically live like sort of further away than that from like this sort of ground. Uh, I'd like to see a regional supporters club set up uh, that people have to pay to pay to pay for to get in. So they maybe pay £10 a season in exchange for that. They get like a little pin badge. And then once a year before a game in that region. So let's say, for example, this season in Yorkshire, we've got Bradford and Harrogate. Uh, before one of those games in like a working men's club or a pub uh, we have like a little sort of starting at 12 o'clock um, a little sort of get-together for fans who live in that part of the country that they can go to there's like obviously maybe pre-covid times could have had a buffy but maybe now like pie and peas or something um, a couple of ex-players turn up do a q a and a photo op and it's a chance for people who live in that area who are town fans to get to know each other so they can travel to games to each other and just a way for the club to like connect with fans that don't live in Lincolnshire. Cause we have a lot of fans that li- including myself, including yourself, Alex, including Lloyd, including Henry, um, like who live outside of Lincolnshire. Um, and I just think that'd be a great way to connect and also a great way to connect fans across the country as well, to build our support and build the next generation of support secondly um uh, secondly
0: hang on yeah. we've we, been we, we, we discussing the food <laughs> let's keep it let's keep it snappy let's 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 discuss the catering after we've got them set up
4: <laughs> uh, regional sports club one secondly uh i'd like to see going forward um 25 of any player sale uh diverted to the academy 50% of any player sale that's of a player would graduated would that be on top of the
0: 420,000 they get already or would that be something
4: in addition yeah to on top that? of that so, okay, so cool. something to basically keep the the academy funded so 50% of any player sale that is of a player who's graduated from the academy um e.g. Ryan Bennett um e.g. Max Wright uh, so that the academy is funded and in continuously provides players for us. Uh, Thirdly, I'd like to see like a director of football. Under Fenty, we've gone through through so many managers, we have to keep changing philosophy, recruitment policy. If we had a director of football, we'd be able to sustain that a bit more. Uh, Fourthly, I'd like to see us embrace sports science. Oh, and also the director of football would facilitate the progression from youth team to first team, like Anton Limbrick was doing. Fifth, I'd like, we spoke about this on the pod before, I'd like to see a catalogue produced of of the local area to showcase it for prospective players to show what great things there are about living in uh, the Grimsby area and Lincolnshire in general, you know, house prices. In fact, you've got access to the coast, the wolds, nice villages, good schools, great amenities, great for walking, cycling if you want to bring up a young family. Want to see them get progress on a new ground, um a new improved training ground, uh better engagement with supporters, which already touched on. And then finally, I'd like us to see to do something a bit more inventive on the merchandise side to encourage people to like, you know, buy stuff from the club uh, from the club shop. So encourage things like a I don't know, a collab with um I don't know if anybody's seen Hawley Inc. on uh, the internet or Art of Football, you know, do things that are a little bit different. Um, and, and just give us a brand that people can uh, associate with, but also, um, you know, make us, like, set us apart from the rest of the football league. You know, you go into the club shop and you get, like, an of sweatshirt or whatever. It's the same as everybody else's. Let's do some, uh, you know, we are at the end of the line. We are um, out there on our own. Let's be out there on our own. But by doing that, let's be different. Let's be bold. Uh, let's be inventive. Uh, let's let's give everybody um, something to be proud of being from Grimsby, and proud of being from the part of Lincolnshire that's within Grimsby's catchment area.
0: How do we get there, guys? That's the question. It's all very well having these ideas of what we can do when we're there, but currently we've got a we've got a, a share a, a, a majority owner who's digging his heels in and isn't going to give his shares up to anybody. I know Tom, you've discussed. Uh, obviously conjoining the the shares together of of, of those who've picked up their their penny stocks and and, and whatever from the club um what what can we do what what options are there if 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 Fenty is going to dig his heels in if he's not going anywhere and he's not selling to anybody what do the fans boycott do is that the next move that we start making do we do we look at I mean, the nuclear. We've already discussed the nuclear option of a phoenix club, and I think that is a nuclear option. I think that is three or four years down the road. But what what do we do next? I think
2: the the first thing that obviously a lot of people have put out there today is about not spending another penny with the club while John's there. Um, <coughs> now, to borrow a, a John Fenty phrase, let's devalue the product because. If we're talking that he's potentially looking at the financial aspects of this, a club which is not getting any income from the fans, which is needing the board and its owner to be putting money and to keep it solvent, is going to completely ruin any financial aspect of the deal for him <clears throat> and hopefully would then push him to want to sell quicker. Um and also, hopefully... You, sorry, carry on, Alex.
0: No, no, sorry. Do you think fans are ready for that? I mean, at the moment, they're angry and they'll do it. But do you think this time in, Janu- in January, do you think fans are going to be looking at the league table going, mm. we're going to go non-league here if we, we keep boycotting, we're not bought anybody because we've got no cash coming in? I'm all for it, by the way. I'm just playing, trying to play devil's advocate. I mean, yeah, you brief sure. I got saying, I'd happily take relegation today if Fenty was to go. I would. I think, and I think, I think a in a normal
2: season, it would be tougher. <laughs> Because we'd get three or four signings in in January, which I still expect to happen. We'd get three or four players in. There'd be a big fuss made. We'd get to March, April time, and there'd be, you know, bring a, bring a friend for free. There'd be £10 tickets, blah, 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 getting people in through the door. This is probably the best season to do a boycotting because you can't go to games anyway. The only thing you're going to be boycotting is likely to be the eye follow And obviously there's ways around that. We've tweeted ourselves that you can buy the iFollow from the opposition um, direct if you really still want to watch the game, if you're so minded to do so. The problem is, as I say, I I can understand people would get a couple of months down the line of boycotting and then there'd be tenner a ticket and people going, "Ah, you know, we need to to now get there um, to try and keep us in the league because otherwise we're going to be in trouble and blah, blah, blah. But this season, the chances are we are not going to get into the stadium regardless anyway. Let's be brutally honest about that. So it is probably the absolute perfect time for fans to remain angry. And let's be honest, Twitter and other forms of social media are generally pretty angry places because you end up in a vacuum um best people like-minded. And so I think that that level of anger is going to stay and remain.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right, I, but I I just worry about it. I, I worry about the. I think town fans are quite easily distracted, and I think we're all guilty of that. If um, things are going well, well, because I remember the mood after the fans forum was Slade. It wasn't. I don't think it was at this level, but it wasn't too far off. Me and came. Me and me and Henry went to that Cambridge game, which was quite. I mean, me and him had a row halfway through it. It was quite a. It was quite a, a, a brutal thing. Um, do Do you think I don't know. Do you, what, well, what do you reckon?
2: We've said before, for quite timely actually, that there's needed to be something at the club. The, the board and John Venters' involvement in particular over the last few years has just created apathy of people going, "Yeah, no, he's a bit shit." But you know, at the moment, who else is there? You've now got almost this perfect storm of we said that there needed to be something that really kicked this off. And obviously, with Lloyd's involvement and the involvement of the Grimsby Telegraph, with um, our friend Alex May's potential involvement, I should say, um, coming into the club, I think that is the one thing that has now made those people who were on the fence about John Fenty's time at the club go, actually, do you know what? He doesn't give a shit about the club. He's only bothered about how things can reflect on himself.
0: Lads, do, I see. There's quite so Henry and, and Bruce are currently listening to the, the ongoing interview. I was just really seeing
5: what it was, what was being, um, what was being said. Really, what the gist of it was. Just um, my 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 thing is, um, we need to hear from Fenty. I know, I know I keep banging on about that, but we need to know what his situation is. You know what I mean, like what what the, you know you were saying Ian, about you know the boycotting of the of the club and stuff. It's like we just need to get to the reasons as to what the bloody hell's going on.
3: Alex they just said they just said and I I quote uh that May did not defraud the elderly it was just businesses and financial institutions oh that's fine yeah there you go yeah no
5: we've all got it wrong
3: yeah so yeah see see you in a bit um, that was that was one bit um at the moment I've just gone to the bit that social media does not reflect the the ninety percent of fans on social media that want John Fenty out does not reflect the general fan base, um, and that is uh, there are lots of people who aren't on social media whose opinions Philip Day has obviously gauged who don't want John Fenty out. Social media does not reflect what the public are thinking.
2: Oh, okay, he's been door knocking.
3: So he Which must is... have been out. He must have been out on paper polled every. Like you say, he's been around every. It's just bullshit. Everything that comes out of the club is bullshit.
5: Also, has
3: he said anything about the um? Because you said
5: um. Because he was talking about the fact that Ollie had been contacted. Do you know what I mean there been issue? Uh, Henry, you were saying that, like they're taking issue with the fact that there's been a conversation with Ollie. And he was like, "And I know I, I was. Pre- I, I listened to one of the conversations. My thing is like going, see where it was recorded.' Like that's you know, as 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 a lawyer, Philip. Do you know what I mean? Are you saying it's rec- like it just all stinks? Of they're like children, aren't they? Just like making stuff up. Well, and just, he like, just, he just they think the fans, they think the fans are stupid, and they must
3: think that. But he also just said that, um, what do you say? Oh, Philip May wouldn't have been involved in the running of the club. He would have just been a share... Even Philip, Philip May, you know what I mean? May would have would have not have been involved in the running of the club. He would have just, just been a the, shareholder, just a majority shareholder, probably. Yeah, well, he would have been. A million would have made him the main shareholder I mean, in the club. They think we're stupid. They, 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 well, either they're stupid or they think that we're stupid. One of the two.
2: Told you, it's arrogance and contempt for the fans. I've said yeah. it many times over the last few weeks. They think they're smarter than everybody else. Therefore, they can treat people how they think and feel.
5: And also what I think, what I'm worried about is that I think they, this isn't, um, I think the three that want to take over are much smarter than who's currently in, in control. I think they're worried about that. And then I think they're really worried about that as well.
3: And I think, Lloyd, that's probably why they've put out this statement when they've not put out statements in the past when Fenty's made things hard. They've just walked away. I think this time, they, knowing the knowing the feeling that they've deliberately put this out, probably to uh, stir the fans into action and, and more
0: hatred for the current regime. I think it's certainly made it clear now that if if, if uh, Philip Day thinks that fans are not, if it's just people on social media who are anti-Fenty, I think fans need to make a message very clear. Come the next game, that no one is watching that shit. No one is watching those owners, and no one is no one is getting involved and try and get those viewing numbers as low as possible. I'm sure they'll include the season ticket pass holders, but to get that number down as low as possible.
5: But, yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
2: I'm, I'm actually quite amazed that a lawyer at any stage whatsoever, even before a vote by the board, thought that it would be okay to bring on... Again, not just a convicted fraudster, but somebody with a relatively long rap sheet like Alex May. It's not just his, his um, fraud, where he apparently only uh, frauded businesses, but the other things that he'd been involved in as well. I'm not sure why a respected lawyer thought that it would go through fine.
5: Um, lads, am I right to jump off? Will you yeah, of me- course you can. I'll mess- Alex, I'll mess you and see if you're still going when I've come off this thing. I imagine we will be. <laughs> anytime, anytime before about four in the morning, we'll be, uh, we'll be still chatting. Ah, Nice one. <laughs> I mean, We've got I mean, to wait
0: for the trust to put out a statement in, in <laughs>
5: regards to this. Now, I mean, uh, it'll take about 13 seconds to read that statement because it'll be two sentences long, lad. Just, 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 <laughs> get, just take a screenshot now of Henry, tw- three bottles of red
0: in. Yeah. <laughs> see,
3: see what he looks like in two, in two bottles. Your glass will be
0: two sentences
5: long, four paragraphs.
0: But at the moment, uh, why do they have to do another? Can't they just give us 10 minutes? I mean, it's freaking Christmas. <laughs>
4: Just leave me alone. <laughs> but
3: the thing is, you so basically can basically, I can uh, I
4: can I sorry can I butt in? So you we were talking about um, how we can take this forward and, and all that lot, and I don't know uh,
0: if we agreed we we're recording still. I thought we were. All oh, right. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I don't mind.
4: All right. Can go? I?
1: Can I just I don't sorry I've not been listening for the last
0: <laughs> Tom's 10, just to go. Ah, f-
1: 10 <laughs> minutes I've been listening to, I've I've listened to the first half of Dave's interview it's 24 Was well, it more
0: entertaining than our first half yesterday? Um, the, no actually our first half yesterday was all right.
1: Don't know. Um so basically what they didn't agree on was the benign loan which is not so benign anymore Mr Fenty. So basically the sharehold purchase was agreed But what they didn't agree on was that John wanted his loans back, basically, if he didn't have control of the club. Because the offer by shoots was that we'd repay them in installments, assuming that the club was in the Football League. But if the club was out of the Football League, then Fenty wouldn't get repayments. And because fenty would have left the club he would have no control over whether the club was in or out of the football league because he wouldn't have control over those decisions therefore he wanted all of the money now but day did mention that if the shoots consortium did want to that they could go through by buying new shares i think that's the same way that may would have done uh, to take a controlling interest um, and still run the club that way but I feel like Fenty would still have his shares and probably still have a say. The door is not shut from the club side, um, but they do want to have a manager in place by the 1st of January. Ben Davis is caretaker manager with Dave Moore, and that's about all that has been said so far. Um, it was assumed up until yesterday afternoon that this was going ahead, which is why Ollie's resigned, and then the takeover fell down this afternoon, and that's basically where I've got up to. I don't know, Bruce. Whether you've been listening to any more of it?
3: Uh, no, I was just—I um, just got a little bit further on, but but very similarly. No, I was just saying to the lads while, while I put it on the on the chat that uh, you know, uh, social media doesn't reflect uh, the 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 ninety plus percent of over a thousand fans that said that they wanted change at the top and they wanted a full takeover isn't reflective, according to Mister Day, of the actual feeling of the general fan base. So just delusional I, 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 absolutely I don't, delusional is that saying that basically you've got to be under 30 to be on social media and everybody that's not is uh loves what's going lo, lo, you know is wants the current regime to stay oh, yeah. i think that's I, te- just, I think that's disrespectful to I, uh, to people i
0: so, tell you what yeah.
1: yeah sorry bruce but i tell you what alex i really hope this stays in like it's a oh, real, I can't
0: be asked to edit
1: it, it's, it's all going in. It's a it's a real shame that fans aren't in the staging because then Day and Fenty would both get a fucking wake up call about how unhappy the fans are. I still they, think fans they, should turn they, up. They, they'd soon learn that we do not want either of those fuckers near this club and it's time that they're both pissed off. And John, like if if either of them are listening, he put one point five million in, well, he put over two million in. Through his own chronic mismanagement. He's the fucker that led us into the fucking non league for six years and, and took six years to get out of it. That's
0: what he cost. That's what we lost in, in fees. So he's not even made up what we lost from his own mistakes. It's,
1: it's his own chronic mismanagement that's made him put money into the club so he didn't lose his shareholding. Yeah. So it's time to write your bloody losses off. Like, not just what? that. What what they've, we, off- what, we, they've get, <laughs> what they've what they've offered in install repayments? What they've what they've offered with install repayments is far too generous for what he deserves. And sorry, I'm triggered. That's sorry, not because
2: the money for the relegation, though, is it? As well, it's all the money that has been spent and was uncovered on Twitter, where obviously nobody the age, over the age of thirty will have seen this. Um, but all the money that was spent State on the Fenty Dome, etc., that came out of the club budget, five hundred
0: thousand, wasn't it.
2: Uh, I think it was 550,000, but there was also other figures as well, potentially from other accounts later on as well. Which
0: would take his benign loan down to a million. And who in their right mind is going to buy a football club at the bottom of the table? with? Well, if, Let's frankly, it from the staff that I speak to, the worst infrastructure in all of the football league at our ground. It's absolutely embarrassing when they bring people, bring players, bring other people there that we're joked about by other clubs. When they come down, the kids and the academy kids joke at how shit the place is who in their right mind is going to pay three and a half million just to get their hands on it never mind putting things in place to make it better to put to fill in the the decrepit crm system to get rid of the ledgers that they use for season tickets to get rid of the 1970s sports pavilion and the ground which by the way the pitch last night looked a fucking disgrace because they're not dealing with it because they put the groundsman on furlough and one of the reasons we're getting so many fucking injuries is because the pitch is. Isn't being looked after and it's slow and it's and it's rutted and it's un- unsafe for players to constantly train on it and guess what they're gonna get fucking injured you stupid fucker
1: uh yeah just two two points for that alex firstly we do our pr on that pitch and secondly a sports and conditioning coach does not win you three points on a saturday and we fucking on one
0: anyway <laughs> What we a deluded, deluded prick. We get rid of our best manager. And, hey, granted, I'm one of the first. I was the first to say, look, I don't think Hurst is good enough for us to get us promoted. But I was fucking happy when we are in the Football League. I couldn't give a shit. Like, what's the point? Let him grow? Let him build his team? We we don't give him a strength and conditioning coach. But when the fucking bald one comes in, who's got no fucking idea how to run a football club, you give him as much as you want.
2: The thing is, though, to be fair, we say that uh, strength and conditioning coach doesn't get you three points on a Saturday. I mean, recently, John's been proven right.
0: Yeah, I mean, the way the fucking team's going, I assume we'll have that goalkeeping coach out we hired from a bloody caravan in Brecon Beacons out in the fucking goal, in, in midfield in the next couple of days, won't we? At the we'll, we'll have
3: something in midfield. I hope he didn't know, get a
0: long-term lease anywhere. Yeah, God, can you imagine? Maybe you can just take over Holloway's house. Can you imagine, though, like, I used to, used to look at when you talk about perennial strugglers of the 90s I think of Carlisle United I think of them constantly being at the bottom avoiding relegation by Jimmy Glass's goals by that and you think what a fucking basket case of a club can they be that they fuck up so spectacularly that they're constantly down there and you go that's us that's what we've been for the last 10 years anyway somebody else take over Tom you've got you're actually still keeping the hand up which is very appreciated
4: oh uh, I just literally said I've got to go. I just wanted to put out there that we've got um, I think 49,000 followers on Twitter, Um, even if only half of those people bought uh, no, um, um, the the official club has got 49,000 followers on Twitter. If only half of those people bought a £100 share and invested it in the club, that would be about 2.2 million which would be probably enough to buy out most of fenty um and then we could invite the shoots consortium to join us in a 50 plus one model the
0: only problem is doesn't that if you buy out fenty shares it then triggers the thing that you have to offer to buy everyone else's shares at the same right
4: 25 percent of those shares are pretty much owned by dead people um fans anyway so they probably wouldn't want that amount uh you know it's just food for thought. Like it can be done. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to leave it there. It's been no a, problem, it's man. Been a, a pleasure as always. <laughs> Merry Christmas, <laughs> everyone.
0: Merry Christmas, everyone. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's a day, Tom. Yet yeah, there's
3: another day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Main stands <laughs> being a- down.
0: A- a- Eight sta- a- statements. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate.
1: Cheers, mate. Cheers.
0: See you later, Tom. Right, has anyone else got anything
1: to add? No, sorry, I've just, um, the more I listen to Philip's day's interview, the more I get triggered and the more I want to tweet him abuse, so I was just about to send him an abusive tweet. <laughs> <laughs> so just he's, what, right, right, so I'm... Are you alright? I'm 13 minutes in, and he's just spent the last minute defending Alex May's crimes, because he's, he <laughs> said to, he's said, he's, like, lie. Right, he's taken the point with homicide. he said, he said he's, he, he's angry with John Tonda because John Tonda said that he's stolen people's pensions, but he didn't steal people's pensions. He only stole from building societies. So that's very different.
4: <laughs> Why is he defending him?
0: <laughs> fucking bellend. What a hill to die on, you absolute Good waste of space. Lord, that makes it, so much, it better, Phillip, so much better, Philip. So much better. The old man from up should have just stayed in the fucking clouds because that's where his head certainly is at the moment, isn't it? <sighs> painful go on, what
1: a club. i've got i've got 10 more minutes of this interview to get through yet i don't think i'm going to manage it it's just painful
0: so exactly what do we do do we go hostile do you start writing fenty out in massive banners and get as i said get an asbo team to go up on the roof and write fuck off fenty in massive letters what do you do uh, you just got to keep pressing the issue
1: Like this is it if we don't get rid of them now we're never going to get rid of them and if we don't get rid of them then the club's not going to be here in three years
0: I Who just sponsors think that, the Finders stand nowadays? Is it the Finders? Is it still, is it still Finders? Uh, uh, I, I imagine it's the Young stand or the the Alex May uh, remortgaged <laughs> pension stand. <laughs>
2: Building societies, not pensions. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking back to those times when we used to have FINDUS written on the top of that stand and there's obviously aerial shots with Finders written on top. Just whether we could approach the company that owns that or sponsors that stand at the moment to ask them to put Fenty out in giant letters on top.
0: <laughs> I would love that idea I mean this is the thing because I just think that boycotting the club is a great idea and I think in the long term that's going to be the most successful way of getting someone out who doesn't want to leave. And that's what we're now talking about. And that's what that group I I helped put together was there to discuss, because hopefully it wasn't going to be needed. If the takeover was going to happen, then it was never going to be needed. We can all disband. We can go, well done. Thank you very much. I can actually start enjoying talking about football, which by the way, we had a game yesterday. Bradford scored two fucking brilliant goals and we played pretty well in all honesty. And we can't even talk about it because we've got to talk about these inept bastards at the top. And I'm sorry I said that in a Southern accent. Oh, you inept bastards. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just so frustrating that this is all we have to do. These fans are so patient and they're too patient and they're too accepting and they're too willing to let people piss on them from a great height. Whether it be players going to the Laceby Arms and getting pissed, whether it be uh, managers joining them and then heading off to training, or whether it is shareholders and board members telling them don't worry about that fucking amazing amount of money you earned us it did fuck all now shut the fuck up and get back to your hovels you little plebs because i earn three thousand pounds of shares so i'm better than you mr marley you shut up alex i wish i could i wish i could and this is the problem none of us are going to go away but it's apathy isn't it if we boycott it no one turns up they won't notice They'll notice on the figures, but none of them have a fucking clue. If Sam Strand goes up to him and goes, "Oh, we lost two thousand viewers," they're like, "What does that mean?"
2: That's all them people on social media. The real it, fans yeah. will come back.
3: Yeah, don't forget that.
0: Yeah, most most people aren't watching the haven't got the
3: internet, so they're not they're not so they're not watching it on screen on telly anyway. The there's, 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 there are, to be fair, to be fair, sorry lads. What he's probably talking know, about, it, talk, <laughs> what he's what he's talking about is, is, is the several thousand fans that that don't realise this season started. And so they don't, they don't they haven't picked up on anything because they don't get newspapers. They don't use the Internet. And they're really happy with the way
0: things are run. My dad rants on Facebook like everybody else's dad does. And I'll be honest, he's never been racist, which I'm really proud of him for from being a man of, born in 1950. But at the same time, he rants about the club just as much as anybody. And he's in that age group and all his friends are in that age group. Jack, who he takes to football, who's 95 years old, has said, I want the board out. 95 years old there you go mr day 95 year old is telling you to fuck off but did he vote on the pot did he vote on the poll no unfortunately he's, he's, he's been banned he's been banned on twitter yeah he's been he he too busy telling philip day to fuck off
1: as a share as a shareholder when's the next agm because i'm gonna drink a bottle of wine and be a right aggy bastard
0: well, we're shareholders now. We're entitled to go to those things, you see. that's. I think that this is the problem. They've totally mis- misread this sort of thing, because all you're going to get now is angry social media types turning up, taking selfies for Snapchat and then telling them all to fuck off. <laughs> they'll be well, which
2: local journalist them. is going to host it this time?
3: Yeah. What are you going to say? Bruce? I was going to say I was just going to say maybe they'll be, uh, they'll
0: be trolling around looking for these people that are happy to rig the audience right guys let's go through some some people brave enough have decided to throw some questions at us i don't know why and this podcast seemed to have ended a long time ago but if you're still with us thank you very much um let's have a look uh, i'm getting there uh you know the full takeover will be announced as soon as you publish don't you well we're kind of dealing with that at the moment mike um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mark's asking what uh, Richard Howland says. Be patient; these guys have the mes- uh, the measure of Fenty. We should focus on keeping players' spirits up via social media. We need the points. Richard, I wish I was in the headspace you were in, mate. I really do. Uh, has anyone got anything to add? Henry wasn't <laughs> no, really. listening; he's just filling his wine. No, I mean, Richard, I would love to, and I feel sorry for the players who, if they weren't told about this, they're in an absolute. Not only oh, Henry's wine's finished. What wine was it? You're on the, the muted version.
1: Yeah, the muted version. Sorry, I was listening to the end of um, Philip Day's interview, just getting even more wound up. It was a lovely Merlot, um, expertly blended by Marks and Spencer.
0: Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you let it breathe?
1: It was a lovely drop.
0: So, I mean, I'd love to keep the, the players up. I wonder how their spirits are, considering their managers walked out on them anyway. Um have you told the caller you were recording? Yes, everybody knows they've been recorded. <laughs> I'm sure we've had some legal experience at times. We would definitely say that and everyone would know that. Um, is it going to be a 10-hour special? We're, we're pushing on that, Mark. Um, uh, s- Matt Wood says, I bet Fenty is hanging on to see if he can sell Pollock and pocket, money, pocket some money for Dembele to pad his pockets before finally accepting, extracting the piss to the last. Um, maybe you, you can't discount anything nowadays everything is possible if our club are happy to renege on deals and 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 collapse takeover talks in the 11th hour what what can we expect that money is expected to come in at some point from Dembele because he's making he's pulling up roots. and I don't want to see Matty Pollock go but he's only got this year's contract left doesn't he
2: can can I just ask did the fishies swear filter break then because if we went for extracting the piss yeah I
0: this is this is this is a uh, dn35 nights like they do with Hollyoaks.
1: you male <laughs> masturbator
0: you male <laughs> masturbator you mammary <laughs> <laughs> trust me nothing is friendly 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 uh, what scooter boy said he doesn't uh, uh, is it a family friendly podcast if so i don't think my opinions will be well received don't worry Wayne. we're whale path family friendly um uh, oh yeah, we've obviously saved Darren. Darren was very quick to move to, was going to move to Fenty and if we weren't recording a podcast tonight. So I'm glad we saved one soul from joining those who aren't on social media, who are already in that in that bracket, which is quite useful. Um, I've tweeted my thoughts and feelings. I'm gutted, but my anger is uh, my overriding feeling right now. Angry with the club, Fenty and Day and with Holloway. I don't think Holloway should get away with it. He's an absolute snake oil salesman of a, of a manager. And Millwall fans were right, <laughs> and Plymouth fans, and Plymouth fans, and QPR fans, and
2: QPR fans,
0: and some Blackpool fans,
1: and some. So Palace this is a-
0: fans. and some Palace fans. Matt Woods says, "Do we now go? Well, I think we've probably covered this. Do we now go full oyster out, boycott home games and club merchandise, and use away games as rallying events to protest the regime? Yeah, maybe. I think if we, when we get back to it, I think a nice show of." Uh, exactly how much these people are hated in the ground would be a great thing to do um and then after that just leave could you imagine that 10 minutes the ground is packed to capacity of just people shouting piss off as loud as they want <laughs> chanting and then after 10 minutes even in the middle of the game everyone just leaves i'd quite like now, that
1: that would that would be nice but it involve giving if it's a home game, it would involve giving them money and I'm against that at this point.
0: That's true. One game. One game. I and mean, if we can get everyone in as a six-year-old. <laughs> kids kids as a quid and just have one bloke buy an adult ticket and then I've got seven and a half thousand children with me. I'm from the East Marsh. <laughs> I'm sure
1: we can get some turnstile staff on our side to turn a blind eye as well.
0: <laughs> no one can lift me over the turnstiles nowadays. It'd take a bloody hydraulic lift. Um, let's... Uh, what else have we got? I don't know. I think we've covered that, Matt. I, I I worry that the the fans don't have the patience and the energy, and I think at times we're far too loyal. I, I, hopefully, I'm wrong, but I think something needs to to happen now, and I would be very happy to go full Oyston. And, and, and I do feel like this is a bit of a
1: turning point, though. the The last two weeks do feel different to other Fenty crises
0: that we've had. But I worry, um, maybe Philip Day's right. Maybe we live in an echo chamber. Do I? I... Maybe we do, but I I think it's
1: similar to almost a B team boycott. You know, there was there's there's twelve hundred or so fans that will turn up regardless because they just love watching town, and that's fair enough. But um, if we if we get the same level of effort that we get for the B team boycott, where we get crowds under a thousand regularly now, then if that suddenly starts happening when there's a return to normal and they're getting less than a thousand a week. That will soon tell. And all of a sudden, they won't
0: realise that it's just an echo chamber. Uh, If they had any sense in representing the fans as they claim to do, then they'd be resigning from the board. There's really no other option now. That's from Luke Craven. Thank you, Luke. Um, Mike Mike Warden wants to know who is in charge at GTFC. Well, I mean, did I get Holloway appointed? Is it me? (laughs) I don't know. It's quite clearly... failed on Bogle, so... That's true. I'm really sorry. But I did get you beer. (laughs) <laughs> and it is lovely beer. That is your greatest achievement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Baz, uh, Balthazar Bullet says, Think you could maybe highlight how the club used statements uh, to try and distract people from issues at hand? We all read Shoots' statement about Holloway's contact, the border answering a question that wasn't asked deliberately. And I think he's probably right. It's a very much what you're seeing in politics nowadays, especially in the right wing side of politics, where They're using it to try and muddy the waters, distract people and try and make the conversation about something other than what it should be about, which is their complete and lack ineptitude and complete fuck up of this club and the complete corrupt nature in which they're doing it by lying to us directly. Cool. Here
2: endeth the lecture for tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any more? The amount of fans. Uh, Matt Newton says, and Matt, by the way, thank you very much for all the stuff you're doing with Broadly FC. It's the only thing keeping us sane at any moment. It better be Pouton tomorrow. They're going to announce somebody at seven o'clock, and it better be fucking Alan Pouton, or I'm 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 giving the whole thing up. I don't know who would you want. Who do you need to cheer your spirits up, guys? Serge McCofo would cheer me up. Serge McCofo, isn't he already been announced? Was that? No, it isn't.
2: I'd be surprised if it was Serge Mofoko that's been announced already. Surgey, I mean, it, cheer, it, it
0: it would uh, it would uh, it would certainly cheer Fenty up.
1: We might sign really the, yeah, the wrong player. We might we might sign
0: the wrong player. Who about you who what about you, Ian? Who's left who who would raise your spirits, or has anybody got one, or is it just me clinging on to Pouton? Which I would I do obviously. at the actual game. <laughs> Shang'em <laughs> Zhang en God, Christ. Bring, Flying
2: over from China for a cherry match.
3: <laughs> Just
2: been to he, Wuhan. <laughs> he, his,
3: uh, his son was born here, wasn't he? He was, yeah. What's he called? He's got an English name, hasn't he? I think it's Harry. I'm, think... I'm sure he's, he, uh, I'm, he's got an English name, definitely. I
2: think some... Um, I, I think... Um, and maybe I've got one of these names in my head because it has <clears they've> been <throat> announced, but Davidson or Danny Coyne.
0: One Danny Coyne would be good. Ones.
2: One of those two being announced would be amazing. Now,
0: that who we sh- that's who we should have a fucking goalkeeping coach. Is he still or a true goalkeeper? Uh, probably. Oh, or maybe Tramir. I'm not sure which one. I'm not sure our budget will stretch to that that level. And by the way, can we speak about the budget? Bradford City had Levi Sutton, Novak, uh, Danny Guffrey uh, and who else did it? Billy Clark. How are they able to keep under this? And we're apparently at the fucking limit with Ira Jackson Jr. and uh, Montel Gibson. <laughs> didn't, they have, didn't, they have, didn't they have Donaldson as well? Yeah, Clayton Donaldson.
2: I think um, if I was members of our current team, being told that we're at uh, budget, I'd be concerned because they will, of course, know what they're getting paid, and presumably know what most other people in the dressing room are getting paid, even if it's not um, down to the penny. So I would be a bit concerned if I was hearing from our owners. Um, and bored that we were uh, close to the breadline so
3: to speak
1: it's it's amazing that we can be close to the breadline um
3: and also need part-time jobs and it's lucky it's damn lucky we got three for two in the summer with uh, the three players we got in for Cardwell and Rose I mean they've been as effective
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, which was a low bar yeah
0: (laughs) and they kicked the ball right over it um Dr. Sarah Cook wants to know, why is the club more concerned about the reputation of a man that firstly upped and left with no notice after stating he wouldn't less than a week ago, has left us in a relegation battle, stated he would invest in the club but then didn't, and then they are about literally everything else?
2: Because we are, as is shown by recent events, obsessed with charlatans. What, the band? Yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. And the Zootons. And the
0: Zootons. Are they in the same era? <laughs> I liked, I liked them. Zoot zoo odds were pretty good. Uh, D- ben Ranshaw said, uh, "Gtfc is our club, not the cu- and not the custodians of it. They fucked it up. What will it take for them to realise the- and take the money and piss off? What can Fenty achieve by staying? He can piss off at least a thousand people. Well, surely you, could, ar- surely you could argue that if we ended
3: up in non-league." Um all right, you could maybe put a clause in for the next three years, but it
0: would be, he would be partly still responsible. Yeah. Chris J says, hot take here, lads. Uh, the lads running Grimsby town football club are quite bad at it. I've got to admit I'm on the fence on that. Um, Daniel Lewis said, um, can't wait for, for this. They aren't getting a penny more from me. We need to force them out. Uh, not a penny more. And I think it might just now be getting into my rants on Twitter. Um, but, um, thank you very much on that This has been going on for a long time If you're still running at this point Keep it up uh, <laughs> It's been a good How long have we been on now guys I'm just going to check it on An hour and a half One bottle of wine One bottle of wine So 25 minutes in Henry's case Um. Uh, anybody got anything to add Before we go uh, Fenty out uh, 20... Fenty out <laughs> i'm going full i'm i'm going full uh devil's uh, devil's advocate reverse psychology alex surely yeah Yeah, maybe that's what it is
2: maybe if you say fensian then that won't work either so job done exactly
0: and bogle out
1: (laughs) the the only other thing that i'll say is see you in about two days for the next crisis podcast
0: 18 statements later (laughs) it's it's um it's a it's a terrible thing we're in um thank you all for joining us we we will I'll try my best to leave it unedited because I think it's very good to get an idea of how we're trying to put this together but also then how we're, we're trying to speak about it openly and honestly and you can see where it comes from um bec- uh, and also I can't bother to, to to edit it it's nine o'clock at night and I've got wrapping to do for Christ's sake um but um there we go thank you all uh, if we don't speak to you beforehand have a Merry Christmas please i know there are people that are quite upset about it all is included please don't try and take it to heart spend some time take yourself off social media take yourself off your phone try and distract yourself from the club and and go and have some fun with your family and friends because uh well as best you can uh but um we'll be we'll be here on the other side of it don't worry about that um and we'll we'll see you on the other side have a good christmas everybody